The current podcast is sponsored by Highly Addictive. Highly Addictive is here for your music recording needs. If you need a space to record your vocals or instrumentals, contact Highly Addictive. Don't be shy to record your music. Become inspired by Highly Addictive. Contact them through their site at highlyaddictivellc.com or follow them on Instagram through Highly Addictive LLC. Hope you book them. The current podcast is sponsored by New Life Barber Lounge. New Life is not another barbershop. This is a place where you will find great energy and a friend in the New Life crew. This is a place all about the experience. They will take care of you and have you looking spectacular. Don't waste your time at any other place. Go right now and follow them on Instagram at New Life Barbers and get yourself looking spectacular. Welcome to The Current Podcast. You're here with your host, Manny, Byron, Mori, and today we have a special guest with us. Yo, you can introduce yourself. We're joined here by, by Brian right here. By, can, can I say your last name, bro? Or, or? By all means. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> I just, I love your last name, bro, back in the day, bro. Am I saying it right? Yepes? Yepes? Yeah, Yepes, Yepes, yes, sir. Yeah, bro, I used to love it. It was so unique, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, bro. So you know, we're joined here by by one of our the the latest producers right now in the I would want to say in a lot of genres, bro, because you're covering it in a well-rounded part, bro. With the latest one that I saw with Mike Towers, working with Trippy Red, with Juice World back then, with um, you know, um, even Young Thug, Young Thug, and all these other artists, bro. And like me, just as a producer that I started off, it's like I've seen someone that like that I used to be around a lot and was really good at music and i'm seeing you like you broke through and you're making it there man i'm like i'm i'm really how, how could you say like in in, in spanish you say estoy bien orgulloso de usted you know i mean that i'm really like happy for you and everything but you made it out you're doing exactly what you what you want to be do but oh uh, yeah i want to ask you bro what what got you to this point bro you're now you're working with these you know you can say a-list artists type of thing oh man um thanks for the intro by the way uh <laughs> yeah uh man it's it's a story to tell for sure um i i played i started playing guitar when i was 12 that that started a lot of it that's that's the main root of me being in music was playing guitar and and i was always i always loved nirvana so i always wanted to play nirvana stuff and then i used to play for um my church and like when i and this is when i was in miami mm -hmm. and when i moved from miami to california um I still decided to still play for churches and I ended up being in a band that was like a hardcore band. And funny enough, uh, a lot of the people that I met from the hardcore scene, um, a lot of them ended up turning into doing like, like graphic designing in like the hip hop scene, working with people like Tory Lanez wow. and like, you know, up and coming people that are probably bigger now. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, Anyway, yeah, I saw you have from, a track with Tory Lanez too, by the way, which is a it's a dope one too. Thank you, like thank you. One. Yeah, there's a music video coming out to it real soon. Hell yeah. Um, and me and Tory got a lot of stuff. Uh, but funny enough, uh, when I was in my band, um, I always like I found the passion of when we would record uh, uh, like EPs and albums. I always found the passion of when we would record. I, I loved it. Like I loved tracking the guitars. I loved all the ideas I'd come up and put together, and just really it, all that happened was like one day i was just like oh let me um, my mom always bugged me to go to school so i went to school for audio engineering i don't really recommend it for people to be honest 
But um, I agree. Not, <laughs> not once that not once have I used my degree to be honest. So like, I I just say, like I I went to it, I stuck by it. Um, and I just really learned in that school that a lot of people from that school go in with the passion of music, and then they end up doing like something like scoring for movies or commercials and. You know, I was the only one in my class that really wanted to do the music stuff. And I went from engineering to wanting to produce because I took an internship and I hated the engineering side. I still wow. engineer for a few artists, but uh, yeah. it's I only engineer when it's over my productions. You know what I'm Definitely. saying? Just because it gives yeah. me control. It gives me the files, you know, but um, I choose who I want to engineer. That's kind of like Definitely. where it goes to. Um, and it's only if I'm, and, and if, it's only if it's on my beat or something. So that's really, that's kind of like my number one rule. Um, but when I got into production, uh, I loved it. I, I started locally working with a couple of local artists and that kind of led to one of our good friends that, that grew up with my wife. He introduced me to some high school friend of his that, and that was an A&R at Warner. That's currently now my manager, wow. BJ Escobar. And PJ was just like, yo, you know, you got potential, um, let's build, you know? And so we just started building and it took some time. I, I'd say I dedicated two years really just creating and trial and error and networking and sending as many DMs as emails and, you know, taking shots, like, you know, looking for people's numbers and seeing who'd respond and just until someone finally gave me an opportunity and I just, anyone that would give me a chance, I'd just pick up and learn as much as I could, could and like, I took from there and I, my first placement was, uh, with, with a really good friend of mine called G Rye. Um, it was with mm -hmm. Kate Forrest. Yeah. I was seeing that track today actually too. Yeah. So that, that was my first, first song that I'd say like kind of took me to like somewhere else. That was like my first song with like a serious producer. And then that one led to like many other little placements at the time. It was like Lil Zan when he was a little bigger. Yeah. And, um, one thing led to another, and once this Juice World record came out, like that, that just took over. But that's kind of how I got into production. I mean, there's, I feel like even my story as a producer has grown so much from like the records I've landed then to now. It's um, it's always quick a question for you. Different. Uh, you said it took you about two, three years, you know, to to make it out there. Uh, what? kept you in the game mentally to handle maybe rejection or you know people like not giving you the opportunity because you said it took you two to three years to finally get that opportunity to open the doors to other opportunities like what mindset did you have to keep you there um it, it really took funny enough it took me two years like flat um but like what got me to where i'm at mentally is i always loved music like any anyone that's known me from the past like I've always been a weirdo, like just a freak about music. Anything I love, like I'm all in. And um, at the time, like I was so frustrated because um, the band that I was in, we were we were literally picked, we were getting picked up by a label. And like we had like this whole plan of like starting a new band, like not necessarily a new band, same members, but a whole new name and with a different rollout with like rebranding yeah. what the label wanted. And so when, when it broke up because just we, you know, some of the members just didn't have it together. Like they, some of them just wanted quits. It was hard to find new replacements. I ended up getting married and it just, you know, things just kind of felt, it, it, it almost was like, it's almost like God didn't want that to happen. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. just as much as I would try to get a new member, something would happen and just go to shit. So it was just like, all right, like, 
it, it is what it is. And I, I think just like that fire of, damn, like I, I finally made it in something I wanted. It didn't happen. And when I found like a new passion that I actually loved even more. And like the, the thing I love about producing is everything's on me. I don't have to rely on somebody else. Like in a band, you got to rely on other people. You know what I'm saying? You got to hope that everyone's on, on their shit and that everyone's got the same energy on, on, on my production thing is, is, is all on me. And that's what I love. Yeah, it's about your it. pace. It's it's your exactly. desire, your ideas, your creativity, and everything. So when I started that, and I found the passion. I think that the the mentality was just like I I gotta make it happen. At the time, my wife got you know when my wife got pregnant with their firstborn, which was uh, my daughter. I so did, the so, desire to provide overwhelmed as well as your desire with music. Yeah, it's more the desire of that, but also the desire of like. I feel like a lot of people in this world have a mentality that's very mediocre. And like a lot of us look for nine to fives and to, to stay comforted and, and don't get me wrong. Like we, obviously I'm not, I'm not trying to shit on no one that got a nine to five because yeah. it's, you know, so we, we do need to provide for ourselves. We can't be dumb, but it's more of the, you know, a lot of, a lot of people get stuck and just stay in their nine to fives knowing that, you know, we're, we're built here for more than just serving somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Cause the person you're serving is getting richer. And just that yeah, thought honestly, always in my head never, never so it never takes so balls to break out of that. I think the last cycle. time I saw you, bro, you're working for the post office, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, I was. I was working at USPS when I was going through all this. So I, I was working. Bro, I remember that. And if you know about that job, like that job is not a normal job. Like people be working ten hours a day almost, like every day. So yeah. like, yeah, no, it was it was hard. There's a lot of nights that I had to get. I had to learn how to just sleep four to six hours a day. I had to learn how to cram three, at least a minimum of three hours production wise, whether it was like I made one idea and networked and sent emails out, like trying to just do the most I can and still networking, not just with bigger producers, but even producers that are up and coming just like I was. Um, and yeah. and it, just the mentality of really wanting it is really the, what got me going. A lot of people and like, that's what I always tell people is, not everyone really lasts in this shit because if you don't love music, you know what I'm saying? Like, you truly got to love the art and you really got to truly be a hustler too. You know, it's, um, yeah. it's different. Like, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you the first thing in this industry, like, it's cool to be talented, but at the same time, like, I've seen so many motherfuckers that I know I'm more talented than and they're doing way better than, you know what I'm saying? So, like... Would you say it's because of the discipline? It's not. Their hustle is just crazy. Uh you know, really hustle, hustle beats talent in this age right now. Got it. You know, yeah, so um, I got, I got a couple of questions too, regarding that. Like when it comes to something that like what they call producers block, when you're making something and you know, you just run into something that doesn't let you progress with it. How do you deal with something like that? Uh, if I'm doing this and like, if I'm in the middle of an idea and I don't know where to go anymore, um, I usually just save it. I bounce it and I'll send it to like a group of people that I trust and see if they want to finish it. Sometimes it's just a sign that you got to let people collab. Um, mm. If I just can't create for the moment, um, I, I try to give a day or two's rest. And if I still feel the same after two days, you know, I think that's just my body telling me to disconnect for a week to two and get inspired again. You know, um, mm. it's, it's super important because sometimes, you know, when it comes to creativity, it's important that your mental health is right. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes okay. thinking about the same things over and over and over and over again about, oh, when am I going to do this? When's my next record? When's my next placement? Oh, I'm trying to get this. Who's going to respond to me? All that, it, you know, those those thoughts can become toxic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Especially when this is something you love, you know, it's uh, 
sometimes you need to give yourself that disconnect and re-inspiration. Sometimes you need to, you know, go out, enjoy the sun, do some stuff, go out with friends, you know, um, get an experience going and come back to it or just listen to music that inspires you too. I mean, I, I try not to listen to too much music when I, when I feel that way. Cause mm -hmm. I, I catch myself trying to make stuff that sounds like other music, yeah. but, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, no, I mean, so it, li it limits your creativity when you start doing that. Yeah. I mean, yes and no, it just depends. Like there's moments that I, I do have to like, you know, as a producer, I feel like every producer is always trying to be different. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's the number one thing. Like, Oh, I'm different. Like it's, and you know, yeah, for sure. Everybody has something different about themselves and they craft, but, uh, as, as producers too, we have to also show that we can do what other people are doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's, it's definitely. important to know when to do that. And it's important when to also focus on your craft and your sound too, trying to make it yourself. Got it. Got it. Yeah. And just to my, leading to my next question, uh, it's kind of bouncing off of what, what, what Manny said that, um, now that you have gotten placements and you've worked with bigger and bigger artists, what keeps you what keeps you driven you know has the mentality changed have you had to check yourself in certain aspects and be like yo let me focus myself or let me do something different you know because even i compare sometimes even to like sports and like for example the ufc when once we become champions sometimes they become comfortable and then the hungrier younger cat comes and takes it from them yeah so how do you deal with that hungrier cats will always take it for sure yeah because it, it it happens everywhere it's, it's just no it's normal it's in life um it's just, like I said, it just depends on the mentality that you also come into this with, right? Like, um, I could definitely say the drive that I had before was probably crazier than the drive I have now, but the access I have now is way crazier than the, the things I had before. So, like, things do get easier if you do things right. You know, like, for me, like, I went from sending emails to producers to now just texting the artists and just getting them straight on it. You know, and it, it's it's just literally, I don't have to deal with the middleman no more. You know what I'm saying? So it's, uh, yeah. you know, I mean, and there's things that I still send to other producers just because you never know, you know, what opportunities they have. But like, it just, how do I say this? Like, before I, I'd, I'd be going crazy 24-7, send, 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 send. Now it's like, yeah. maybe I'll send twice, three times a week. So I went from probably, like, you know, my workflow now from then it's like half. But at the same time, it's... It just depends because, like, back then... I'd so say, the, there's more purpose, basically, is what you're saying. Yeah. Because now I, you know where it's going to go, where it's guided to. I'd say my work right now, yeah, is way, is, there's way more purpose in it. I, I focus more on my quality rather than quantity because before I did focus more on quantity because you always mm -hmm. wanted to show people that you always had something new. Um, but now it's more quality over quantity. It's making sure that it's something new. It's, it's something more specific. Exactly. Like, if I'm doing an, if I'm doing an idea... It's like I could send it. I could text it to Don Tolliver. I could text it to Tori. I could text it to whoever I want. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah, it's yeah. like that's the beauty of like when you grow as a producer. It's like all right, like more of your work. You don't worry as much about it. And like if it doesn't get picked up, send it to other people to work on. Or you know what I'm saying? Or just one one day every song will have its purpose. You you learn every time from it. But and do you have like a like when you're doing your beats like do you have in mind like what artist you're creating that for or is it just like a freestyle sometimes majority of the times um i really what i'm really known for is um making compositions hmm. so i do things without beats and a lot of the people uh -huh. that i work with i get them to jump on the records 
without a beat. When you mean that, you mean that without a rhythmic beat, you're talking no about drums. melodies? Yeah, no drums. Because uh, my goal is when I work with an artist is if we can make a record with no drums and it hits, when we put the drums, it's just going to hit harder. Uh, you know what I'm I saying? And, and I'm, I wouldn't classify myself. I'm, I'm an entry level producer still, bro. You know, I'm in my garage, in my home, and still doing stuff. But that's something that I'm always contemplating on is like, fuck, what do I start? Start with the beat? Do I start with the melody? And it's like, it's a tug and pull. And it's like, it's super dope to hear that it's like, nah, I, I tackle the melody first. Yeah, no, first I, a majority of the things I do is melody. Um, I only do things over a beat when someone sends it to me already. Like, hey, add to this. Like, okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the only time I ever go on top of a beat. But um, other than that, no, I start with melodies first. I think melodies is one of the most important things in a record. It's what gets you to feel. Obviously, there's records that have no melodies and just like an 808 and this that goes crazy. But, you know, I I mean, each producer to themselves, you know what I'm saying? Most of those records are made from scratch with the artists, you know? So... That's hard, bro. I've always been curious about that, and just knowing, hearing from someone that's like you said has dedicated the time and in and out out of it, it's 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 dope to hear that. And uh, one thing I wanted to kind of throw in there too, how you're talking about how like you went to auto engineering school, but it didn't really like it didn't really pan out in the sense that you didn't get like you never used it to get a job or anything. That has been more your hard work, your consistency, and then your network that you've built throughout yeah. your, your, your time so that's I, I would say would you agree that you're a heavy advocate that your network is your net worth um yeah I, I'd agree to that I mean your, your your net worth is also included into like what catalog you got and what you've done but yeah mm. your network on what you could do and what power you could bring to the table yeah that's important too it's a part of it yeah. it's a part of I your network a lot of a lot of the things that you put out, you're you're co-producing with other ones, and it makes sense now that you're saying you're focusing on melodies and all that stuff. So, because when I listen to your, to this music, I'm like, and I see that you you put your co-producing, I'm like, all right, so what part did you really work on? You know what I mean? And I and I love the videos that you put up of you breaking down what you've done. So keep doing that shit, bro. Just nah, as a fan, you know I mean, what I mean? When I do that, <laughs> when I do that, it's just to show people, like, because I know um, it's a lot of unanswered questions sometimes. Of like, damn, mm-hmm. sometimes uh. You know, really, sometimes in a beat should really be one to two people, and sometimes you know happens to be a couple more. And, and it's it's a beauty in the process. You know, what I'm saying it takes the teamwork to make the dream work. But uh, yeah, now that's why I started doing the videos, just so people know what I bring to the table, what I do, and you know, it inspires other people too. Um, Hell yeah! It's just the simplicity. A lot of the stuff that's been coming out lately has been very simple ideas. Most of the stuff that's been coming out. Um, were ideas that I wasn't even happy with things that I was just like, what? Like this landed like, Oh my God. But <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm just happy. I'm happy that people like my ideas. Bless it just you. lets me know that I'm still going in the right direction. So it's a, uh, it's always a blessing to see that man for real. I have, yeah. a, qu- I have a question for you, bro. Um, when it comes to making beats, um, do you usually like already come with ideas of a beat? Like, like melodies in your head or is it spot on when you're like making it on like on, on, on um, set? sometimes sometimes i just do things from scratch like without an idea in my head a lot of the times it's like that really i just go in with like a blank blank mind state really um but i've definitely gone in like where i've had an idea and like I, i've heard like some crazy thing in a movie and i'm like dang if, if it did this and like i'll voice memo it and i'll do it you know and mm. i've definitely done those too um but 
yeah, majority of the time, I'll be honest, like I, I just do things from scratch and like, there's just, um, I use a lot of hardware. So there's just a beauty when I use my hardware, yeah, yeah. like yeah, looking for a sound that sounds cool and then building off that really, that's how I start is sound selection. I think sound selection is something huge. So, um, something that sounds cool and then going off it and then continuing, you know? Cool. Yeah. yeah, I asked that because I remember my cousin, um, he told me, um, just Mauricio, he told me that he sometimes like, I think he gave me an example when he's like outside, he hears like little like melody, like sounds sometimes and then sometimes he's implemented in that beat. So I was like, maybe he does the same or like. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Because like, you mentioned creativity. So I'm like, maybe that involves into your like, you know, your, your um, schematics and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, my next my next character I want to go into is I, I just actually graduated um, music industry studies at CSUN. So that's basically like the business side of music. So which is the most important to, side? Hell yeah, bro! Contracts, copyrights, you know, um, publishing, and all that stuff. And being a producer, bro, it's super important nowadays. Even as an engineer, because your melodies and all this stuff can basically be what makes the song. You yeah. know, and nowadays there's there's artists like. Marvin Gaye, that their stuff are getting sampled and then they're having to go, their family is having to come and fight after it and all that stuff. So my question is, and it's interesting that I saw you post this today, that now I think in the Grammys, they're going to start giving more credit to producers and engineers. And I just want to ask you, how much do you think a producer and engineer, like what their, from your standpoint, what their contribution is and what an artist's contribution is? It's, it's huge. How does that it's huge, happen? It's huge, you know? huge. I mean, obviously... The artist, the artist is always going to be the face of the record, obviously. Um, and the, you know, it's uh, engineers make the artist sound right. Engineers make the producer sound right too. You know, so uh, yeah, nah, man, uh, I might be loud. Huh? You hear that? Yeah, a little bit. It's cool though. That's rare. <laughs> Helicopters don't really fly around here like that. So. <laughs> now, nah, um, it's huge because I feel like a lot of engineers actually don't get the credit that that they deserve um and they put a lot of hard work in not just like with the producers and the beat sounding right but even with the artists like making them right and and you know you'd be surprised like the amount of work it really takes um for them but for producers as well like i feel like we're in an era where sometimes people really rock with a song more because of the beat rather than what they're saying Word. you know mm. what i'm saying and um oh yeah a lot, a lot of it is based off producers, songwriters, engineers, and it's it's you know we're, I feel like back then they never got enough credit, you know, but now I feel like we're in an era where people have been trying to fight more for that credit, and obviously it's, it's been uh, it's, it's a beautiful thing to see, and I, I love seeing like when producers do like you know their own projects or singles, and you know seeing yeah. what they bring out of an artist. Um, and it's cool, like when Metro when Metro Boomin did it and his album went platinum, like that was just amazing to see it. Um, there's a lot of people doing it too now. Like obviously we see DJ Mustard, we see DJ Khaled. Um, you know, some people like it, some people don't. But the point is, like yeah, same, Mike Will made it too. Mike yeah. Will made it was one of the people I, I used to love when. Oh, he still puts out the albums when it's just his album, yeah. but it's like other artists on top of it. I love that. I love when producers do that because it brings out a standpoint of what they heard with the artist rather than what the artist picks. You know what I'm saying? And um, up, yeah. it's super, it's super interesting to see when a creative could hear something like, you know what I'm saying? And I, I just really hope that the industry goes towards more 
with the producer artist stuff and seeing what producers could hear. But I think yeah. I think the roles of a producer is super important. Like I said, they're the ones that are making the sound, what's making you really feel, you know, the artist is just like the bonus on it. Is, like I said, it's the face on it, but obviously the artist will also help you make you feel with what they write or whatever songwriter wrote, or whatever songwriter wrote what for who, you know what I'm saying? And yeah, obviously the engineer making it sound all crisp and leveled and, and right. So yeah, it, definitely. And, and, and when we're talking about credit standpoint, you're, we're also talking from a monetary standpoint, right? Because this music, when, again, when we're talking about publishing, we're talking about sync licensing, like this, a lot of this music makes money for the yeah, record. Yeah, there's, a lot, of, there's a lot of money in music for sure. Yeah, so as a producer, it's like you guys definitely, because especially you, man, these these tracks we're listening to, your stamp is all over it. And that's why you now you're, you're, you have that direct access to the artists and whatnot. So it's like, I, I, I just from what I've learned and I'm, from what you're living through, I'm pretty sure you want that monetary access now. You yeah. want to be able to say, I want my percentages on these tracks because without me, no, I mean, any, be any track you see me on from the jump from day one, it's, um, I own publishing, I own parts of the masters. Oh, yeah. I own, I have my credits on there. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, you know, from publishing royalty to masters, all this, it's, it's important to know what you have. And that's, yeah. um, that's why it's important to have a team. Like I always tell people, if once you start seeing your business side go up, like you need a lawyer up, you need to have a good lawyer, you know, and someone's going to take care of you. You know what I'm saying? Not, not just like a lawyer you find on the street, like an actual entertainment lawyer that oh, yeah. um, knows the business that will get you right. And all that. Um, Cause you know, I mean, this music business is, is beautiful as, as and it could be as ugly as it could be too. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it's and cutthroat. Hell yeah, bro. Yeah, it's yeah. super cutthroat if you don't have the right team. But it's super up, beautiful yeah. if you got the right team. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I think it's important for people to really knowledge up in that. I think a lot of people lack knowledge in music business, you know? And um, that's why a lot of people will do hella cool records, but then you still see them living the way they live in it. It's just like, yo, yeah. like, you ain't doing your shit right. Or, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, and is that something that you had to get educated on or did something no. happen or did you know from the jump, like, I need to get From the jump. Stuff. I mean, that's something I could say I learned oh, in yeah. school too. Um, And like I said, I just have such a good and amazing team that it just, it wouldn't happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, with my music money, I was able to buy a house up in the hills. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, a super nice-ass oh, yeah, house. Right. Like, like that's, that was all music money. Like, none of this was post postman money. Like, this was all off the shit I've done and I sure, wouldn't have bro. done it right if my team didn't get me right. So like, and and that's a big reason why I brought you on to this podcast. And the whole point of this podcast is to like have people who are you could say quote unquote professionals in their industries. Because there's people we have on here that you wouldn't say they're exactly professionals, but they're doing their thing in the industry. Mm-hmm. You on the other hand, you're a professional, bro. And I, I wanted to really bring you on here to talk about your experiences in the music industry, your processes, your and all these things we talked about, bro. So it's like, that's our whole thing too, is to have perspectives from all different types of people, different walks of life. Um, because there's so much crazy stuff going on in our world right now, bro. It's like, where it's like, we we go to social media and it's just people constantly going back and forth, choosing a side, but there's no conversation. There's no dialogue, you know? Yeah. So it's like, that's a big reason for this podcast. And and, I, and, I, and I'm grateful that you, uh, you were able to find some time in your busy day to like, you know, separated from me from your family bro I, I really do appreciate this you know what i mean like uh all... no of course any anytime man I, I you know this is uh 
probably only done like very few interviews, but there's a lot of interviews lined up after a few releases. Yeah. So uh, it's. I uh, hope that my technical shit didn't mess up right now. I hope that it kept recording, bro. Because no, no, I mean if it didn't, you just let me know. We'll, you know, we'll right, get it sure, right. Sure. I appreciate that, bro. You let me uh, know. We'll you get have it any right. more questions, guys? At all? I have one more quick question for you, man. Um, when you feel like you get stuck, like like in a in your comfort zone, how do you like move move out of it? Like, is there certain hobbies you like to do, or like? Yeah. Yeah. You're talking about comfort zone, like in my creation yeah, space exactly. or comfort zone in life? Creation. Oh, in my creation space, when I feel like I'm comfortable, um, I start realizing I'm comfortable when I start making the same sound. Mm. Okay. And like, I'm like, damn, this sounds like this Where all the one. tracks like, are starting to sound the same. And I kind of catch it by, funny enough, I catch it by the 10th. Like, I should have caught, caught it sooner. Yeah. Which, which is okay, you know, because, you know, one of those land, you know, you at least got 10 lined up. You know, and it's uh, I when I when I catch it, that's uh, like I said, that's to me in my mind, that's like a, a sign of like, all right, disconnect, refresh. You know, what I'm saying, go out, hang out with some friends, be with your family, take a trip or something. You know, and or sometimes I'll, you know, if I if I if I'm in my creative mode where I'm like, no, 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 no disconnect, let's just keep creating. That's where I'll be more open to collaborations with other producers. Sometimes working with another creative. Um, you get inspired and you see something in their workflow that ends up affecting yours in a in a good or bad way. So um cool. just, yeah, just nah, another um, one off the top of my head. Um what since I know you probably have stored like tracks that you've done in the past, how many do you go to like that are from you know years in the past and you're like, this would be good now? Um I actually just did that because I'm about to change my SSD drive. From my Mac, because I'm waiting for the newest Mac to come out, the the newest 16 oh, sick, sick. Um, And I actually had to organize everything from 2016 till now. Um, a lot of the 2018 folder had a lot of good gems <laughs> that I heard, and I was like, whoa, like I, I need to go back to this. Um, 2016 and 17, uh, I, you know, yeah. it, it's cool to see the progress, you know, <laughs> you know, but it's uh, funny enough, I mean, a lot of my old ideas land. Like um, this I had this record with Young Pinch that they just did a music video to. That was I did that guitar idea I think 2017 18, mm. and it barely landed like last year. Wow! Like the Young Thug one that came out, that was an idea I did like around early mid 2019. So it took a it took a while, you know, for it to come to the where one it's with at. The Kid Cudi one, right? Yeah, Moon Man. It's a, that was Young Thug, Strick, and Kid Cudi. That's sick. That's sick. Um, and, and I wanted just a couple more. Uh, we're gonna have. We're probably gonna have shoot you with, your, with a couple of little questions here and there. Um, but one thing that I was curious on is, what are your goals when your producer thing? What is your goals like from now to next year, now to the next five years, type of thing? Oh man. Um... Then my goals always evolve, man. Like you would ask me this question when I started, I would have said where I'm at right now was my goal. Yeah. Um, and that's a good thing, right? My goals now is uh, I want to work with all my favorite artists. That's one of my biggest goals. Really, I want to do that. I want to work with artists that I dreamed of working with, and it's already happening. You know what I'm saying? Which is it's a beautiful. Could you thing. name any of those artists? Just... Um, I definitely want to help develop artists. Like the ones that you're. Do I need? Do you? Yeah, no. Like if if you're okay with it, like who you've always wanted to work with, like who are your dreams that you know type of thing. 
oh, I've always wanted to work with people like Travis Scott. Um, even even when Travis was like yeah. not as big as what he was, I, I always loved Travis because he had some. I saw him live for this tour when he was on the Rodeo All right. um, album, and like I heard of him from days before Rodeo. But he always had this energy that reminded me. I wouldn't say like 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 of hardcore music, but like when you see him live, it, it just has that rage yeah. vibe. And I I've always loved. Like music that gave you rage and exactly what are you talking like, about? Yeah, like Travis is one of them, Drake was one of them, Drake, Post Malone. Like just you know, right now I'm chasing, I'm trying to work with Bad Bunny. Hey. Like just people like that are people that I want to work with, yeah, you know. Up. So it's uh Are you dipping into that reggaeton uh, I mean, world show, more? Yeah, it's like your Mike Towers track and we love it, bro. No silent, hell yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, that, that song wasn't supposed to go there. <laughs> that was uh, that was supposed to be for Drake. Really? That's not funny enough. I, I like that was that song. I did that and I sent it to Drake's camp and they were liking it. Um, but no, nah, it, it didn't end up there. It ended up with Mike Towers and it's a great record though. It's a great record. I mean, I'm not saying that was supposed to be for Drake. Like where Drake was like, I like this. Just his team, you know. That was who I was pushing it to, and that's where it ended. Yeah. You know. And that. so, uh, you know, I'm super proud of that record. I know Mike Towers is a very, very, very well-streamed artist. Um, huge in Puerto Rico, up up and coming over there, and, and huge. I, I wouldn't even say that's up and coming anymore. That's that's yeah, a big deal. Yeah, yeah no. you know, he's and, established. Um, that's that's his there's, third there's album. Rumor, so, rumor... yeah, no, there's a uh, there's rumors of that specific song having a remix. Um, there's supposed to be a music video to it too, but I don't I don't know. But it, that record did help me get to a couple more producers from that world, oh, yeah. and um, you know, I, I I might be able to work with the people I want to work with from that world, but we'll see. Yeah, because that that you know, world that's, that's right now seems to be blowing up like, even more here in the U.S. in the last few years. It's it's not even here. It's it's bigger. It's bigger even in Europe. Like it's it's a worldwide mm-hmm. thing, really. It's a worldwide thing. Like that's actually like a very big genre, like the, the reggaeton genre and like the Spanish music. Really, it's crazy, man. It, and it's a world that's evolving. Yeah, you know, it's, we're, we're right now seeing it become what it's yeah. becoming. You know, would you call Bad Bunny the Spanish so, Drake? Um, <clears throat> I, I just had this conversation because <laughs> I feel like the Spanish Drake would be oh, J Balvin. Wow. On the reason I, I ask, but I think uh-huh. Bad Bunny. Go ahead. The reason, the, and, and the only thing I'll say is Bad Bunny's more like the he's more like Travis Scott in my eyes because the way he markets himself is insane. Yeah. Same with Bal. I mean, they're both great. Like they're both the biggest. You know what I'm saying right now in the game. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I, I would the reason I say up to that the reason level, I say yes. Bad Bunny is because his willingness to try different things. You know, to try pop stuff you know oh like you'll hear him on a yeah. rock song you'll hear him on a on a rap song yeah yeah no he's 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 right now the one shifting sound yep you know what i'm saying he's really the one right now like really evolving the sound like everyone's everyone's watching him yeah, you know what yeah I'm saying? definitely yeah it, but that's why i rock with him on that like he's he's reaching a level that it's hard to categorize him just like as a, a reggaeton out like artist like He's more I mean, than that, and really. that's one thing that I've learned in so. this whole music thing while I went to school too. That like, at some point, he's he's what you would call pop, bro. Like, he's just popular music. Anything that he, no matter what yeah. he releases, it's gonna be popular. And there's very few artists yeah. in 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 
in the world and in time that have done that. You know, we mentioned like the Michael Jacksons of the world. And, you know, it's very crazy for me to compare these two people, but people are just able to move and like, doesn't matter what lane they're in. Like, cause Drake does that already. You know what I mean? So it's like, he's already one of those people. Uh, Drake proved yeah, you Drake know, so it. and I just see Bad Bunny now with like a different language completely. Now he's moving the whole entire world. Like I be seeing white people going crazy. I mean, you, you, can, you know what I mean? You can see him from the WWE thing, like the contracts he's just been yeah. doing. And like, he's, you just kind of know when you, you know when an artist starts standing out to like I wouldn't say like the Michael Jackson because that's just such a legend. Yeah, that was, that was like, extremely. If fun you think about it, people. <laughs> No, but no, no, but I mean, you, you think about people like Michael Jackson is like people really only started really recognizing how great he was right. after he died. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Him. Sometimes, sometimes time just really tells you where the artist really stood. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like, you know, um, people like Drake definitely has has stamped that. Kanye West has stamped that. And Bad Bunny, yeah, I could see him stamping that, especially in the Spanish world. Like, no matter what, in the Spanish world, like he broke, he broke through barriers yeah. there. Mm-hmm. For for other people to do what he does, so uh, he's definitely one. And of the I feel like he's revived sure. the career of old artists as well. That he's brought them back into the mix. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He starts seeing people like Nicky Jam coming back. He starts seeing, you know, we seen Yandel here and there. It's just like whoa, like so people that I saw when I was like in middle yeah. school. Bro. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like it's just crazy. But like I said, it's just these new these new artists in that world are really. Um, they're, you know, they're giving opportunities again. They're paving ways, you know, they're, they're doing things that they couldn't do. But at the same time, we're, we're in a different era. Like music then is so different from music that now, not production wise, but even like the value of it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like music is so accessible. You want to hear a song, you just pull out your phone yeah. right away. Back then you had to have a CD, a tape, a Walkman, right. you know what I'm saying? To buy music, you had to go stand at, at a shop. To buy yep. the CD or you know what I'm saying we, we don't live in those times yeah. no more, so it's different. Like every everybody could appreciate more music faster. There's there's pros and cons to yeah. that too, but that's a whole different definitely. discussion. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. You guys have anything else? That's a whole different discussion. All right, man. Well, I just want to thank you very much for doing this again, man. Hopefully, one time here in LA, you can make some time and do it a little, a little, a little better in person, bro. But again, I appreciate the time you you put out to us. And um, one more question that I do have for you is, do you do you plan on doing anything to like give back to the producer community in any sense? Hell, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, I I just signed my first producer called Frankie XY. Um, amazing guy. I, I just seen how his life has changed with the records I got in him. I do, the way I feel like I'd give back to the producer community is, uh, well, the first thing is obviously catching the producers that I see that inspire mm-hmm. me, that I feel like I could put them in the right places. I do hope um, after this level of when I become a producer, that I could be in a place where I could help people and put them in positions in life where their life changes. Um, I feel like a way I could help to the producer community too is uh, I love giving knowledge sometimes to people. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people really are so knowledgeable oh, yeah. in this game. And it's, it's super sad. Um, there's a lot of things that even I caught coming up, things that I would have done different. And sometimes it's just good to you know talk about it and have other people learn from your mistakes or have other people learn from your point of views. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not here to say I'm, I'm all right. And that I know everything, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, like sometimes I've Mm -hmm. been wrong, you know what I'm saying? And sometimes you got to learn from other people's wrongs and there's a lot of right and wrong in this community. You know what I'm saying? And there's things that are still being fixed in this community. Like this, um, 
the producer community is something that, you know, is super, I wouldn't say it's obviously not new, but a lot of it has had a lot of, uh, you know, corruptness in it, like business wise. So, um, yeah, what I would say is like, if I could ever pitch into it is helping individuals that, like I said, that inspire me, putting them in positions and definitely putting knowledge out there and maybe, you know, who knows? Who knows what I could do in the future that can can help people at a bigger, you know, level. But I, I always want to give yeah, back. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think my biggest goal is, like I said, helping the ones that inspire me and changing their lives and having them do this, like, as a career. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, to me, like, there's moments I really sit back and think, and I'm like, wow, like, I really yeah. do this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll look at a mail truck and be like, damn, like, I came from that to this. Like, and it's a and it's a beautiful feeling. So like I, I hope to bring that feeling to other people around yeah. me that inspire me. So you know, um, up, bro. and sometimes that's what sometimes that's what people yeah. need. Sometimes people need that one person that that's going to put them in a Who's position. Definitely. So yeah, man, that sounds amazing, bro. I'm gonna yes, have to sir. plug you up with uh, an artist that I actually was working with. His name is Alex Ritchie, and um, he's a reggaeton artist too. Mm-hmm. And think I think with that vision of like bringing someone, I know he's an artist, but like producer and artist just go great like peanut butter and jelly bro so you know i'm gonna say yes, some other stuff bro but again i want to thank you so much brian for making the time out of today uh take away from your busy work schedule from your family man uh thank you very much bro uh hope to catch you out here in la one time but blessings all the way from here from la all the way to sacramento bro have a good one nice yes, to meet sir, you man. man what's up man see you guys for sure bro have a good one. Oh yeah right. see Thanks, you guys buddy. Thank you for listening to our episode. We appreciate your support. Remember to follow us on Instagram at The Current Pod, where you can share our episodes, review, interact with us, talk to us about what's going on. We appreciate your feedback and everything that you guys do for us and supporting us. Have a wonderful day.